Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello. Hello. Once again, this is Sue Rose Minahan and Talk Cosmos. And tonight is February 22nd. And this repeats on Thursday at, and today isn't just the 22nd, it's Saturday. I've been reminded to say, yes, we're in the week. Okay, it's Saturday evening, 6 p.m. And as you might remember, you can always go online because 1150 KKNW has a wonderful listen button. You just punch at that time and voila, here we are. So this coming Thursday on the 20th, 27th at 6 a.m. We go from evening to morning, and that works really well for people over in Europe. They can listen at, well, not necessarily Europe, let's think, or East Coast. They can listen at 9 o'clock. So the, tonight we are talking about the moon. We have the Pisces moon as of tomorrow, and that's the 23rd, and that is going to be here on the West Coast at 7.32 in the morning. And if you were on the East Coast, that would be 4.32 in the morning. Right? No, it'd be 10.32. 10.32. Boy, I get dyslexia about this. Thank you. Well, you have immediately met part of our panel. We're having the Moonbeam team today. And it'll be just great. So we're also talking about the Virgo full moon, and I'll just give that date immediately. That's March 9th at 10.48 a.m., and now I know how to add this. It'll be three hours later. That'll be at 1.48 p.m. over there on the East Coast. So we integrate this momentous moon cycle. The moon is the closest body to the to Earth, it orbits, well, it orbits daily, but through a sign every two and a half days. It goes about 13 degrees in a day. And at this time, we're in an axis. There are 12 signs, but in another conceptual thinking, there's six axes of developmental perspective of our evolutionary consciousness. That's really in a large way, what Talk Cosmos looks at is uh, what is that psychological composition of our consciousness and how to seek some answers within it. So the Piscean energy is the 12th sign, and it encompasses the totality of the cosmos, which involves a lot that we're not in control of. It has the orbits of the stars and the sky and the earth and the moon and nature itself, the instinctual nature, its raw, primitive nature, along with many other attributes that are of essentially the spiritual, the mystical connection that is part of astrology and is part of our birthright. So there will be talk about that, you know, music, poetry, film. There's many areas that 
are involved with Pisces. And as far as the 12th house, there's institutions of hospitals, the prisons, um, and, and many other areas. And, and so that is part of the conceptual thinking in different ways. But on the opposite end is Virgo. Every full moon is exactly the opposite sign. That's when they're both, the moon and sun are setting in the same area. No, that's when they're, that's a new moon. But they're rising at different times, so it's getting that reflection from the sun. And that's in Virgo, which is where people are fixing for health, for, well, for health, yes, because there is illness, that's part of the toxins that can be if you have everything in the world there's going to be uncontrolled just no boundaries and that's part of the Piscean energy but for Virgo it is where we're trying to fix things which can be overdone but everything can be overdone that's why we have this balance between the polarities now that's just a little background it's brief for those that know astrology it's yes I've got it and for those that are still comprehending these concept concepts it's Hopefully, it's, it's a little bit of information that's helpful. Tonight, I have... Oh, well, tonight, yes, that's right. It's time for the Moonbeam Team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, Certified Astrologer, Sacred Healing Counselor, Taroist and Numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy Energy is is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Well, hello, here we are, and we will each give a little concept of how we see this coming month. And I'll begin and I'll just simply say that essentially it's where the dance, well, first it's the song that begins. It's song in your heart, a song in your dreams. And as the month progresses, you learn to dance with it because dancing is the way to get through. Sarah, what do you say? Well, with this new moon in Pisces, which is tomorrow morning, I believe it enhances sensitivity with possible confusion, yet there's inspiration that can be found of tuning in and capturing ideas and structuring research planning for building greater revised goals to achieve greater happiness. 
the full moon on the 23rd may have reduced vitality while we process the details, but it is a fruitful time to start constructive steps towards what's being formulated at this time. Wow, that sounds like a, a little better lineage for dancing and the tune. And yeah. Liz. Well, welcome to Pisces Energy. It's so exciting. Um, I like to call it the Pisces season as we're going in here. And we have all this Pisces energy. And so I want you to be compassionate with yourself as well as with others. Um, pay attention to your feet. Maybe take a salt bath. Uh, take a drive or a walk by the ocean or a river or a lake. Well, we have a wonderful time going ahead and it is more of the abstractions, I suppose. It's not just, um, it's more of the visionary, isn't it? You know, where really when you talk about dreams, I mean, walking on the shore or other ideas of integrating this energy. Yes, absolutely. And what, what are your dreams? Are your dreams that you had last year or last week even what you want now? You might want to reevaluate those. Mercury, that's very true, is retrograde. Not to be feared, but to recognize it's one of three times a year, and it serves a purpose to go inward. So looking at your dreams really is valuable. Absolutely. And the new moon is in the 12th house in Pisces, so that's really even accentuating that Pisces energy a little bit more. Yeah, and that's on the West Coast here. But that's where we're from. Yes, and Sarah? Yeah, I I believe that this strong influence of Pisces with the sun, the moon, Mercury, and Neptune all there in the 12th house emphasis, normally this would really pack a very spacey kind of escapist kind of that's needed at this time to just deal with the convergence of so much sensitivity that's really amplified. However, I think we're really lucky with this with the angles that are hitting as well with the earthy grounded Mars and, you know all that Capricorn planetary thing that's in a sextile or friendly relationship to that, which is Mars that's very potent in Capricorn. It's at its most exalted and effective performance um, is in a sextile aspect to that, as well as Saturn also being in its exalted sign and wanting to create more form and structure around Practicality. things. And yeah, making things more practical and accessible and seeing Grounded. things through for the long term, and in addition, um, yeah, and Aries, or I mean Uranus is in Taurus, kind of also sextiling that, and that's saying, hey, we need to rebuild, rethink, you know, let's change it up a bit, so let's build, you know, there's another aspect of building things for the future, so it has that, the capacity to handle it. Well, and to mention to people about some of this language, sextile means connections. So that everything is energetic. And as we were saying, it never gets destroyed. It just gets reformed. But there are different relationships 
It is mathematical. There's a lot to astrology, but these connectors, as they call, are like two neighbors that are actually in a relationship of communication of, of how they communicate. That doesn't mean necessarily through words like Mercury would do, but they have their, their energies. And in this case, for this new moon, it's pretty important because this energy of the sun, of what it's in, it's all tied together with the Piscean energy, which is wonderful for imaginative uh, music, film. It can be escapism, too. You know, it's not reality-bound. But it's also all-inclusive. It, it, it gives a lot more consideration for all factors that could be... Yeah, no, I'm saying it. Yeah. But if it didn't have those connectors outside, yeah. it could be overwhelming. It can be, I mean, because obviously we don't just live in this little moment. We're trying to relate to the real world. Yeah. And unless we've got some kind of outlet of, of, and, and these new moons, you know, they're, it's a whole system of energy that kind of lends us a, a, a platform of, of how do we work with the world at that moment that's according to how, who we are, which just to mention to people, it's not dictating, it's only sort of the backdrop or the, the stage that, that's available. Right, because Mars and Capricorn is really helping us to accomplish and finish up some projects, but it also wants us to take time out to take even a 10-minute meditation or a 10-minute time out to like see what intuition comes in or what dreams we want to start building on because we've had a lot of energy of completing things. So this will be um, the last series of as we roll into Aries the next season next month. So it's like finish up and kind of review those dreams because Mercury's also in Pisces and that's even encouraging that also and that energy of those trines and the trines are 60 degrees away from each other. The astrological chart is a circle and it's 360 degrees around. So we making finishing up our projects taking time to dream or write down some things, journal with Uranus will help bring about the change to make those happen. It's like being in a tidal pool. It sounds a little bit like, yes, you know, it's like a home where there's a lot of little scree. I like to say that the wind is blowing in the correct direction to have my sail trip Ah. to go smoothly or to go in the direction I want, even though if the sails aren't, if the wind is not favorable, you can still get to your destination, but it takes more time. And Very this good. is like favorable and it's supportive of everything as long as you keep working and getting your projects done and finish them up and dream some new ones. Yeah, sing that song. I do want to add a, just a slight bit of a caution because with Venus in... Aries squaring that Jupiter in Capricorn and Pluto, there could be a, almost an impatience to, to get it done. And mm. the devil is in the details and with Mercury being in, being compromised in not so favorable a sign as Pisces at this particular moment and 
um, in such close aspect to the sun being combust, so to speak, as they call it in astrological terms, like it just can't access the important details. Like if you ever look at a, a quarter that's sitting at the bottom of a pool, you think you know where it is, but if you dive down towards it, it could be in a totally different location than you initially thought. That's so a good visual. I, yeah, just, so I actually think that the uh, full moon on the 23rd is much more astute to no, details. No, March 9th, you mean. Oh, yeah. That's fine. The next one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm looking at all. I know, we're looking at two I'm charts looking here. ahead, yeah. but yeah, the next full March moon, 9th. which is March 9th, when that full moon is in Virgo, uh, there's just, it, it's a lot easier to be astute to details. Clarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kate. Well, that's, I agree with you on that. It's, uh, there's virtue to this, and I like the idea here, Liz. I mean, both of you. I mean, it's really a great collaboration here of thinking that this is a, a time to process a new, or I don't know about processing, but just envision, really let the inspiration come from whether it's through music or whether it's your own dreams of, of some kind of thing that you're wanting to create because with we're still letting go it's true we're letting go of other things from the past we're in this long journey this whole year this is one plateau but the full moon will give us more of a chance to really figure out how to dance as i put it because pisces loves to dance it is the feet you know it is music it it just loves to um, move they say ballet dancers they have a lot of Pisces yeah I, I always like to send a little bit of honor and attention to the body part that's being affected at the particular annual annular state that happens once a year new moon in Pisces it only happens once a year so uh, Pisces rules the feet it's the most complex appendage of our body it has an amazing 26 bones per foot 33 joints 19 muscles 107 ligaments and an estimated 4,000 nerve endings and 250,000 sweat glands so how well and how long someone can withstand outdoor conditions not only depends on water having enough water and shelter but also keeping the feet healthy with clean socks and waterproof shoes largely determines the length of survival and how well the feet balance evenly with a person's weight uh, which actually the feet handle four times the average you know the the normal body weight on when just standing there um, it determines the integrity and importance of the joints like the knees, the hip alignment, which affects the shoulder alignment, and how well your spine aligns and supports the spinal and brain fluid and organ functionality, So, which you may most readily notice as sore or tight muscles could actually be really solved by good or better insoles, 
a podiatrist or um, a nuca. What I prefer is a nuca chiropractor, or, you know, just a, a chiropractic visit to kind of bring those feet into the same length and oh, yes. better alignment. So that is excellent, Sarah. That I mean, it is extraordinary to think of those physical details and particularly that right there is a real connector force when you think of like we have the Mars in Capricorn, the direction in the form and then connecting to the thought process here in this ambiguous uh, Piscean energy of, 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 of Pisces that has the feet. So that's important. And, you know, it, there was some a recommendation that I wanted to mention. This feeds right into this. It was by Cameron Allen. She's with Astro Hub locally, just not locally, but currently. And it was just a note that she said also about the feet. So I want to give her credit since I think it's a good idea. But, but that this month we might use a foot roller ball for five minutes on each foot. My sister gave me one once. I had plantar fasciitis. I have two sisters, but one of them gave it to me. I love that little thing. It, has little, it looks kind of rotten. It's got little prongs on it, but it feels so great. You roll it around, and it really connects with all those. Now, both of you do a lot of physical work. You both have many of the same trainings. And I see, you know, Liz, you looking at me, because you too know how strongly the body that would love this. Yes, I have a little roller that under my um, table where I do my office work, so I roll my feet on it all the time, and it Ooh. really helps. Because it's like, even when I'm thinking, if I roll my feet and treat my feet well my brain works better isn't it something how when you do massage like a toe or whatever it just affects many parts of your body but I have from that standpoint this large oval rock and I wish I knew the name of it it was at a place called inner alchemy here in Seattle no it's not familiar I'm not describing it well but it has a brown and it's supposed to be grounding so I try to ground myself because I get a little up Ethereal sometimes. <laughs> but that's good to use the rock. You can go collect one out of the river. I've known people to do that. Oh, I go collect a rock out of the river and put it under their desk or somewhere in their home. I rocks all over my house. <laughs> I or in love your rocks. In your meditation area or where you do yoga. I strike a match with a, with a, uh, uh, with a rock. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I, I think it's so interesting that Pisces, who's the... The sign itself is the twelfth of all of the twelfth sign of all of them, and it seems to accumulate all of the. It has aspects of all the other signs, um, and it's considered to be the most spiritual. In a way, so that would be kind of the crown chakra above the head and beyond, but it's the feet that it rules, and it's it seems to have that magic connection for us to be here on on earth or that experience on earth that's beautiful I, I mean that really does well it connects doesn't it because i mean yeah. by connecting of the, so the totality because it's from the stem to the stern i mean it's from the head to the feet yeah yeah it's a circle yes and it's like there's the two fish that represents the mm -hmm. pisces symbol and we have two feet yeah and one goes up and one goes down the river the and we're to go against the river i like like the salmon going up mm -hmm. against river you know rather than just going with the flow well they flow out when they're babies and then they swim back up the river 
to spawn when they're older. Well, yes, the salmon does. And, of course, here, for those listeners out there, the salmon are indigenous to the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. But these two fish, of course, they I don't think were devised from the Pacific Northwest. But no. we were just relating that, like the fish, like the salmon going up the river, somehow these ancients had this concept. <coughs> and I think during this season right now that this time of, you know, finishing up some projects and, you know, making some new dreams, you can also acquire a piece of information that you could have been missing and that will help too with the, that also includes um, mercury retrograde also that we can find a piece of missing information that we need to launch something new in the future or um, I think people with Uranus in the second house of the chart for this new moon that it's important to reevaluate what our financial situation is because the world's changing so um, you know, do you have money in stocks? Do you have money in real estate? Do you have money in the bank? You know, are, are those going to continue to work for you or is it time to make some new choices? Because Uranus is the planet of sudden change. Yes. I mean, and it is just to remind people, why is that? It, well, it is outside the orbit of Saturn, which was the known visible boundary for thousands of years with astrology. It dates back to 3,500 that we know about because in Babylonia, that's when writing was or, uh, uh, Sumer, actually. Um, but that whole area around the Euphrates and the Tigris rivers in the Middle East, there, uh, the cradle of civilization is where civilization so started, meaning that there was a written document. But astrology is previous to that. I do think we're fortunate, though, in the real estate department being in the Seattle high-tech region. I think we're can, I think real estate is still going to remain stable here, but that's just my theory. And it's hard to know. It could make sudden changes in any direction in some ways, but it's still it's good, yes, to comment on possibilities because that's all we can know. It depends on how a person receives well, it. Well, and what their situation is. It's like maybe they want to move closer to their children. Maybe mm -hmm. they've done their job or had a business of their own for a number of years and um, they want to sell it or turn it over to somebody else to run and they want to retire. It's so or, if the, or if they're expanding their family, they may want to change mm -hmm. their, their arrangement to a bigger container to support that. Exactly. Or, if you were or single, downsizing. <laughs> it's a lot different if you're married and have children. It's like yeah. maybe you haven't updated your portfolio since you got married and had a couple of children, so maybe it's time to relook at it. It's just, you know, and, review. And yeah. looking at Uranus with this wonderful silicoy that really gives the possibilities, because Uranus, because it's outside Saturn, breaks the rhythm. It is, uh, strangely, it goes back. A different it, it turns backwards and it's also on its side and so therefore it would it's you know there's a lot of reasons why it has a signification of sudden changes we will return this is the moonbeam panel at talk cosmos on february 22nd saturday repeating on thursday at six o'clock in the morning on the 27th we'll be right back thanks Well, we 
we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb. Curious about how using the faces of the moon can take you deeper into consciousness? Join Leslie Francis, professional astrologer, intuitive, and author of the 2020 Llewellyn Sun Sign book in a four-week webinar, Lunar Rhythms Part 2, that explores using the phases to go beyond the physical so you can amplify your intuition, initiate a powerful connection with the earth and the sky, and create a richer, healthier life. Delve into the special role played by the phase of the moon you were born under. Find out what to expect with each phase, its challenge, and the parts of your body energized by each phase. This webinar is open to anyone fascinated by the moon. Lunar Rhythms Part 1 is not a prerequisite, nor is a knowledge of astrology. Begins March 1st. You can register at unlockastrology.com. That's unlockastrology.com. This is Sarah Stromley at Brain Body Therapy, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build on the collective experience. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk, 1150. Well, hello again. This is Talk Cosmos, and it's the Moonbeam panel that's with... Liz Mouchette, myself, Sue Minahan, and Sarah Stromley. So just to mention that if you want to get these weekly updates, because the Moonbeam panel is one of the monthly opportunities here that we have on Talk Cosmos, along with also the Cosmic Collaboration. And then starting in April, there'll be Planet Buzz. Do sign up and just go to talkcosmos.com. And there, too, you will see all the guests because... I want to ask Liz here, so if you don't remember this about Liz, she also has classes coming up, just go to Talk Cosmos. Liz is right there, and you can click and get linked right to her website. Liz, what are your monthly activities? Well, I have a monthly astrology review on the first Friday afternoon of each month and the last Wednesday evening of each month. And that's in Marysville. Yes, right now it's in Marysville. And then I um, have an upcoming class called Astrology Transits. The planets are constantly on the move, and transits are the planets making contact with our natal or birth chart. Learn to recognize when and where the planets are making contact with you using your own natal chart. And that'll be March 21st, and I'd love to have you come. Oh, that'd be great for people. And also, I will mention that Liz will do online webinars just so if you just can't make it there, you might email her and say, oh, please, let's get something online. But the one-to-one experience is so valuable always with a teacher, and it's really an opportunity to have something right here. So do go to Talk Cosmos, sign up for our emails, and we'll journey the stars together and unveil 
all these astrological archetypes. I think, Sarah, you have some flowers that you were going to help people understand a little bit about. Yeah, to one thing we didn't quite support. cover with uh, Pisces yet is how romantic Pisces can be and also how disillusioned it can be when it comes to lost love or disconnects in that department. And one flower that was really speaking loudly to me is one that's called Rose Gallica Versicolor. And it's a, um, it looks like a large cultivated white rose with a twist. It appears, it somehow like exploded with passionate blood from the inside out, leaving splashes of red streaks and some pink that just seem to go across each petal. And how I perceive and use rose gallica is as a flower essence in my practices. And what this plant diva seems to gift us is an enhanced awareness of human relations. And in the context of what's meaningful about kindness, being helpful, loving, receptive, as if wisdom in and of itself is comprised of the energy of love. And this high vibration flower enhances the awareness on a higher level of love for those going through any dry or depressing or perceived lack of love in their life uh, as if it seems and it seems to shift the awareness of unconditional love ignited passion and caring and I've I've seen this essence only needed for a short term but it's especially activated when taken and paired with an activity that's either helpful like volunteer work um, using that expression of compassion of Pisces, um, a creative endeavor like writing, painting, or drawing, or physical movement like simple stretching, Tai Chi, or dancing like Leslie suggested last week. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it, it does seem to awaken the heart chakra and this intrinsic love nature again as if as if it doesn't need a reason, it just is. And very much like yeah. Pisces, as far as just the un, un uh, um, what was the word? Unconditional. Yes, unconditional love, which is that universal Piscean energy. So that's very. Uh, so looking at the chart in Seattle it? here for the new moon, I'd say that um, we're supposed to work on a relationship for ourselves. So would that work for that? Just working on your relationship to yourself? Yeah. Okay, I, I cool. Thank so. you. And it is yeah. inner. It's so inner, too. This is really yeah. right in step with all this work that you had mentioned earlier, Liz, with take the time now. I mean, again and again, Pisces wants to connect with spirit, source, energy. So yeah. I think we have time for another. You had another? Um, red flowering current is popular with gardens, gardeners in the Pacific Northwest for shrubs that grow as tall as seven feet tall and have these fragrant, um, like raspberry pink, beautiful, vibrant pink and to lighter shades, hanging blossoms in these groupings that produce fruit that the birds also love. Uh, but it... This red flowering current essence is great and it, for targeting either unacknowledged or deep-seated fear or the sense of joyless living from being stuck in patterns of fear. 
And when the first response to a change or a new experience is fear, that's when red flowering current essence may assist. So this elixir, it brings more light and courage to look at circumstances in full light. And it's amazing how the boogeyman or a burglar simply vanish given the opportunity to experience full light and exposure. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's great. So um, are you going to like do a mail order of your essences for the new moons and like you just automatically ship them to the person? And that's the other thought too. I think last time you mentioned that really to blend these needs some expertise, not to have people just indiscriminately. Is that right? Or how? Um, Yeah. I mean, I, there could be something that's something else that's needed for them in particular. Oh, Sometimes I see. certain things synergetically at a different intensity, a different velocity um, for different people at different times. So, but this these were really speaking to me at this particular time. So, not to interrupt, so. actually, Liz's suggestion to return to that rather, yeah. I might say, in other yeah. words, people could easily get to you through you know Sarah Stromley either through Talk Cosmos and find your link under the bo- all the guests' information or yeah, your site. that's best, probably. Okay, sounds good. Uh-huh. That's great. Well, is I think you had one more, but we'll keep it brief because then we'll go into our new full moon talk. Um, but I'm so curious. One, another one that's uh, it's a, a gem or mineral essence called Golden Appetite, and it's a calcium phosphate mineral that, um, it just, it was great for, it just seems to be perfect for this astrological weather. Um, it supports clarity, creativity, and just enough mojo <laughs> to <laughs> activate one's vision. And so if, if you're unclear or uncertain or stuck with what you really want and seek to create, Golden Appetite may aid in ref- refreshing insights or a sense of purpose to reach those goals and it's great for enhancing intuition meditations brainstorms for evaluating which risks are worth taking and with all this watery nebulous energy of pisces that's so active right now uh, it supports incredible dreams visions insights but they are fleeting especially if they're not actively captured noted during and after these lucid states. So what I love about Golden Appetite is that it helps connect the vision to the divine will, organizing thoughts that support taking effective action with a dose of confidence to boot. Oh, I think I need to order that. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been using a lot of selenite lately. It's like I can't get enough selenite to put around my house, put around where I sleep put around where I work in my office. It's like I want selenite, selenite, selenite. But it's made basically of some kind of a salt compound, and it has a water mineral inside of it. So, Yeah, what wa- I suggested last yeah, week. Yeah, so it's yeah. like so appropriate. Yeah, because yeah, you too, I, mean, I love rocks and stones, but I don't necessarily know about each of them. But you also, I think, work with, with stones, Liz. Y- yes, crystals and stones and minerals. Well, that's another aspect, just to remember, as we mention this, why do we bring these in? Because the, there's, there's energies. There's energies in subtle ways, in many forms. Looking at this Virgo new, full moon 
on March 9th. And again, that's at 10.48 a.m. in Seattle on Pacific Time. And that'll be daylight time. Amazingly, my computer knew. Mine did, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was wrong, but then why should I argue? Yes. <laughs> and, of course, in the East Coast, again, that'll be in the afternoon at 1.48 uh, it has a different signature. It, there isn't this chaos. There could be either great illumination, as we said, or tremendous uh, confusion. Why is there confusion? Sometimes for a myriad of reasons, because if we expect things to be linear, they're not always linear. The, even weeds don't grow up linearly, right? The right. seeds don't. They all just pop up where they're going to. Yep. Even whether we planted them there or not. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the wind could have blown them or a bird could have dropped them. Yes, and the sun in Pisces is in the 10th house of the astrological chart of career and how we're seen in the public. And the moon is in the fourth house of home. So I think there could be some balancing or rebalancing of home life and work life. Maybe somebody's working too much or maybe they're home too much. It's like, how does that balance? Or maybe now they have... Their family's growing, and now they need to make some more time for family. Or fix their home. Yes, there could be repair, some. Repair. Mm -hmm, yes. Or fix their health of their emotional being of their self and with their spiritual energies, you know, aligning it, aligning that, I, it could well be. Well, and on that same day, Mercury stations direct also on the um, day of the full moon because mm, yes. that happens in the evening, the full moon. So so that does give energy. You know, our thought of rev reviewing things has filled its course and we're able to go forward, which has a great to be, to be glad for, right? I mean, it's one thing to analyze. It's another thing to forward motion. Right, and you could be like thinking of, oh, I w would like to do my garden and this year I want to um, change the color theme or I want to plant more vegetables or I want to make a space for vegetables so we could be you know making some plans for what we would like to change well it may even be deeper too yes mm -hmm. absolutely because I, I appreciate all that but really about values you know um, it is relating to that uh, Uranus that energy of change and uh, it is in Taurus of values mm -hmm. and so there's and so Mercury is going has now come from its path going backwards saying okay so now we've gone over this twice you went through it once now we go back and of course to tell people again this is apparent vision from earth in actuality no it doesn't go backwards but from our view it appears to be and that's our experience so but so in other words and it is looking at how to maybe to upgrade, how to upgrade things. So it could be, like you say, on a basic mundane level of painting the kitchen a different color. It could be. Yeah, or it could be really deeply uh, what foods make me operate healthy. Or, yes, yes. Or yeah. maybe how can I contribute to some uh, social order that helps people that don't have food. I mean, yes. just going on that whole theme. Any number of those would work yeah. so well. Yes. I, I just noticed that with the sun just being in such close proximity to Neptune, that does, um, it does limit how much energy 
can be and how much vitality you can put physically into things, mm. you know, especially with that moon in Virgo that wants to get it done, have the self-discipline and, you know, really get down and clean and organize things <laughs> or repainting as you re- suggested. So um, I just suggest building in breaks, um, you know, set realistic expectations um, at just within that like day period, day or two period, just till they separate give yourself, a little bit. Give yourself the, a little more rest maybe than you normally do because you don't want to make yourself sick. Right. Well, it's a kind of this is like where you start making the plan. You get excited about what you want to do in the yeah. future. It's like maybe not on March 9th, the full moon to do all those things. <laughs> but in the future to work out there. And this chart has most of the planets above the horizon. So I feel like people are going to want to get outside more. Um, Go do things. Maybe perhaps do some networking. Um, You know, get out and about. It's like, to me, the charts lately have been of people wanting to kind of cocoon, stay home, nest. Yeah. Still do their regular routines, but, you know, take time to kind of withdraw a little bit but now the charts are changing to go out and be out in the public be out at least in the pacific northwest here yes. so mm-hmm. right because where they are and what houses depends on location that's why they have location astrology which is a whole nother facet yeah some places back east are still pretty darn cold and you know we've been getting up to almost 50 degrees some of the days so remarkable it's like, mm-hmm. yeah it is. Well, again, there's the pro and the con of everything, and that's the strengths and the weaknesses and why we balance. And so it does seem that this sense of the dialogue in the inner self is always between the inspiration and the overwhelm or the escapism. There's three things going on. And so how do we cope and deal with that? And that is, I guess we're validating that these are possibilities, you know, and maybe all at once. <laughs> I mean, they can, you can feel like so inspired and then, oh, overwhelmed. And then, oh, I'll forget it. Let's just do something, you know, escape, <laughs> do something different. Which in a way with Pisces and Neptune is like the, there are things out of our control. So again and again, I have been reading lately and being reminded that letting go not always fixing things, even though this is a Virgo moon and Virgo does want to fix things, repair things and get it all, you know, in order, organized, that it is going to be this dichotomy of of how to let go, which is really, again, how do we get along with source? Because there's many artists, many people, oh, it wasn't me, it was the download of, you know, well, it depends where you get your answers, I guess. Well, and if you've <laughs> been having a hard time getting your taxes done or collecting the work or doing what you are responsible to do, I would say March 9th, after this full moon, it'll be a lot easier to bring it together because Mercury's direct, the planets are above the horizon. It's like, okay, let's get these tasks done that I've been dragging my feet not to do. Nice. And so. And avoiding mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know, like, here it is. It's Mercury retrograde, and I don't want to blame that. But sometimes I think as careful as I am, I was doing all my details right. And then I forgot I didn't save it. 
because I was doing that new schedule. Bam, gone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought, well, okay, redo better the second time. But, you know, sometimes as much as you know something, it's like practice and theory or theory and practice, right? It takes a little while to just remember, okay, dot that I. Make sure they know it's an I and not a funny E. And I like to look at the Sabian symbols because to me they give a, a clue of oh, nice. little things. So for the this full moon, um, and I just chose a couple of sentences for Virgo, it's a feeling, a need to move on with new thoughts, new ways, and possibly a new life. Ooh. Fresh opportunities and the potential they may hold. And then the symbol for where the sun is for that um, full moon, we have gratitude for all things good that you have, a sense of safety and security. Our needs being met. So gratitude. Mm, huge. Again and again one reads that. Sp- what? What I'm trying. It spurs. I was going to try to think of a better word, but it, it, it breeds, you could say, abundance. You know, to be thankful. To count our blessings, as the old adage would say. <laughs> it's very valid. Uh, appropriate consciousness for Pisces for all of this so thank you that's good gratitude well, well, I'm gratitude full of you too yeah Neptune gratitude is a very Neptunian word I think yeah so that would go really well with Pisces hmm. well graciousness gratitude compassion yeah, as you were saying, moving on, I keep thinking of my first thought, dance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can dance your way to the next doorway. Sarah, did oh, you have that, something? Um, on that full moon on March 9th, I'm also noticing the Venus-Uranus conjunction, which is in Taurus, which is very exciting and romantic and artistic. So there may be... Breakthroughs. There could be, it could be love. It could be (laughs) new love. It could be unexpected. It could be um, inspiration for, you know, or, you know, just it it very much, Uranus very much excites what Venus represents. So that could be uh, money as well. So there could be an exciting financial either way all the things that taurus represents right survival of of whether it's our talents we possess or whether it is our our survival in many ways and the values are 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 essential to it's the senses it's the body i mean i'm just supporting what you're saying and it is very much uh in close support of the nodal access which is where we're either coming from or headed to collectively Mm -hmm. so you know it's actually supported by the south node which is in capricorn of our structures of uh, practical goals i mean many things that we've talked about tonight or of our processing in our inner self and our uh, the cancerian direction of where we're headed that's a good comment there, that it's working in both behalves. Yes, and then with that Neptune conjunct the sun, the, the Neptune would be under the beams of the sun. So 
maybe it'll clear some of the fogginess or uncertainty that people have. That's ah. another, yeah, that's another. With goals, because, you know, there is all this Capricornian energy still that wants to go ahead, wants to achieve, wants to have authority at once, and on a, which is necessary. But, and Mars is there saying, let's make it happen. So it's a matter of choosing our values of what really is of alignment and strengths for purpose. Purpose. I think Taurus is a lot of purpose. Ooh, one comment. We only have a few minutes. We have a few minutes to finish up, but I do always like to mention the next week. And we have Madam Simon from... She's from the Pacific Northwest, and she will be here. We will continue to talk about the archetype of Pisces, and it will be on Leap Year, February 29th. So that's going to be a most intriguing conversation. She loves Lilith, so we probably will somehow involve that amazing archetypal woman uh, of, of raw material that really re- relates strongly to Pisces. But we'll unveil that come the 29th. So do sign up, and we'll let you know right immediately when you get it in your email. And tonight, just to mention, this is the Moonbeam panel, and I'm Sue Rose Minahan along with Elizabeth Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley. And you can find them, since I imagine some of you are pretty intrigued with the various topics, and not just the topics, but with their capabilities so go to talk cosmos under the guests and you'll locate them there but we have a few minutes so we'll be back when aries the new moon in aries oh that's right we're going to start off the third season together oh and on the well things are happening pretty quick we have leap year coming up on the 29th then the seventh is going to be the cosmic panel and that'll be our hundredth talk amazing on this program and then we'll come well actually it won't be quite then but anyway for the third season the moon panel will be back but let's finish up something about the virgo and the pisces we said let's have a song let's dance don't get over like might say chaos is part of it but look at just breaking up the paradigm and fleshing out some new inspiration that sounds great (laughs) yeah (laughs) Close some old doors and open some new ones and be energized. Yes. And, and that, inspired. Yes. Right. With yes. risk. It seems like that's one of these things. It said, take a little risk, know that clarity, and we'll dance with the whole night. I mean, all of this is great, but realize that, yes, it isn't always, like you said, sometimes the energy level, it's more in the inner self because it, it isn't like power straight ahead. It's somewhat, it can be... The energy's in a different set. Yes, I mean, with Neptune right close to the sun. But we're moving along with that. Okay. We love you, and we'll <laughs> say goodnight. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos. 
the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.